You're listening to The Marketing Trench, the official podcast where no real estate professional gets left behind in the pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. A podcast designed to help you build the foundation of a powerful real estate career. Join real estate experts Ricardo Bueno, Marketing Technology Director at West, Dustin Stevie, CEO of Lighthouse Escrow, and Scott Shang, partner at Bywise Mortgage and founder of Find My Way Home, as they bring you real-world strategies, marketing ideas, and solutions straight from the trench. <laughs> I gotta cut that out. Uh, <laughs> oh, are we recording? We're recording. We are recording. <laughs> Uh, so I'm here with Ricardo Bueno, who's a marketing and technology director at West, and uh, Princess Scott Shang, whose armrests on his chair have been bothering him, causing uh, much consternation. So today we're going to dig into the subject here on the Marketing Trench podcast of money, specifically the amount of money that you're spending, we're all spending, uh, for the tools that we, you know, we talk about here on the show or for ad spend, just in general, um, and to kind of frame up the conversation, it's not easy to make financial purchase decisions. And it's once you've made those decisions, it feels really hard to back away from one, right? So for example, um, in my case, I have spent a lot of time looking at CRMs and thinking about the costs of them. And, you know, I get really kind of hesitant about it. Then I pull the trigger. Then I drop a bunch of money on a CRM. Hmm. And then once the CRM doesn't work, I don't want to stop dropping money on it because then I feel like I've wasted all the money, right? That's called a sunk cost. And um, that's just one example of problems with spend that we all kind of run into. So the, the today's podcast is going to be us just working through and thinking out loud. This is really going to be a kind of digging in the trench, sifting through some stuff and, and, you know, hopefully coming up with a couple of nuggets of gold. So um, that's the framing of it. Uh, Scott, you have spent uh, quite a bit of money over the years on various tools because you're very experimental, probably more than the average, you know, mortgage broker. So I'm going to toss it to you first and just say, as you're sitting down and working through the tools you want to spend money on, are there any questions you're asking yourself or any ways that you've you know developed over yeah. time to decide what a good spend is and what not a good spend is? Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great question. I was wondering where we're going to go with this. You're so <laughs> awesome at, at setting these up. It's um, no, there was um, I absolutely have matured over the years with with my my perception of what this is. Um, I think initially, especially new businesses or especially if you're going into a new when it comes to sales and marketing, a lot of it is pay and pray, right? You're like, I pay, I'm going to pay this money and I'm praying that it's going to do what they say it's going to do. Yeah. And that is That's not, a lot of new agents today, especially. Uh, absolutely. Because yeah. there's so many cool technologies out there. There's so many cool things that have awesome features. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if you just pay this amount of money, then this is going to happen. Um, but as I matured, I went from pay and pray to R&D. So then it was it was specific. It was like when I when I look at a tool, it has to fit, it has to meet certain rules. It has to fit into what I'm already doing. It has to augment, it has to amplify or it has to automate something that I'm already doing in my business. And if this tool 
saves me this much time or allows me to connect these two dots in a way that doesn't require human intervention, um, thus eliminating the, uh, the, time the, poten- the time that you spend and the potential for mistakes. So there's those cracks in your process, which your, your sales process, your marketing process, or even just your, your, um, your operations, your operations process, right? So, you know, that's, you know, Dustin's created a, a paperless escrow company. Um, there are escrow companies over there that you could walk into their office and, um, it looks like, uh, it, it looks like uh, what was the Jim Carrey movie where he was God and he had all the post its that were like, <laughs> yeah, 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 and it, and it literally, it literally, they were all the prayers or whatever. You can go, you can go into <laughs> these buildings and they have stacks and stacks of folders and stuff, and a human being has to go through there, find the right paper, deliver it at the right time, and that is a that's a scenario where automation. And technology uh, improves efficiencies. Uh, it, it decreases the opportunity for for mistakes or things falling through the cracks, and it helps you stay on a timeline and be more organized. Yeah, and Bruce Almighty, by the way. Bruce Almighty. That's what I was. That's what I was going for. Uh, for some reason, I was going with the Evan Almighty. Isn't that the, isn't that the Steve Carroll's version? Yeah, I love that guy too. So that's where. That's really where. You know, you should be you should be putting costs into things that are going to create efficiencies and decrease cost by improving efficiencies. Yeah. Right. Creating a better experience for the client. Well, sometimes it costs more to create a better experience for the client. It really comes down to mm-hmm. what what is your goal? And all of our goals should be to create the best possible client experience because your gold is in your repeat and your referral business from your past clients. Well, one of those uh, products, one of the products that we are a fan of right now is a product called uh, Client Giant. And what Client Giant does is they deliver a experience for uh, a customer when a transaction goes into escrow. So they have small, medium, and large plans, or they have like silver, bronze, gold, and platinum plan. When a transaction goes into escrow, what Client Giant does, it's a concierge service that takes over. They'll email, uh, they'll mail your client on your behalf a closing gift that says, hey, Dustin, thank you so much for trusting us in this process. Um, just want to let you know you're in good hands. Um, we're going to walk you through all the way through to closing. Two weeks later, it sends them another personalized gift and says, hey, Dustin, we're in the home stretch. Um, here are some moving boxes, and I've already taken care of transferring your utilities from your current residence to your new one. And in about 30 days into the process, it, it sends another personalized card, and it says, hey, Dustin, I've taken the liberty of uh, taking care of one of the following four for you. Do you want a house cleaning service for a month? Do you want a, a gardener? Uh, do you want a handyman service for a couple hours or do you want to get your car detailed? Most people choose the car detail. The truck comes and details your car in the driveway. And then once the transaction closes, if you chose chosen the platinum plan, what it does is, um, it'll send a thank you card and it'll say, thank you so much for trusting us with your transaction. Uh, just as a way to say, thanks. I wanted to let you know that I've taken care of dinner for two at a place of your choosing a car will come pick you up, drive you to dinner tabs on me. And I'll drop you back off. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's it's amazing. It's amazing because every agent that's ever it's it's not cheap, but every agent that's ever used it, the feedback was from one of their clients was, oh my god, I will never use another realtor again 
you've went above and beyond and you've outdone yourself. Right. And here at Lighthouse, we talk about how you want to aim for glow because yeah. if you make people glow, your business grows. Right. And that's like, that's like glow on nuclear energy. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Well, so what this comes down to is recognizing the lifetime value of a client. And uh, yeah. because when you're talking about, you have certain fixed costs, you have overhead, you have See, fixed but it, costs. But it's easy to, it's easy to think, it's easy to get stuck on. If you're not making a lot, you're just thinking about the commission. Well, I don't want to spend any more money. I really need that money. And, and no, it's, it's absolutely. But that's a, that's a, that's the mindset of an unsuccessful entrepreneur. Yeah. Why? It's, Why is that the mindset of an unsuccessful entrepreneur? Be, because it's only about you and it's not about your client. It's not about the experience. You're not bringing anything good into the world. You're just trying to put money in your pocket. And it's a simple shift in perspective. Mindset, if yeah. it's it, in mindset, if that's what you want to do, that's cool. Put yourself in a position where you can make plenty of money on a team or doing something like like that. But if you're running a business, if you want a long-term business, it's not about you. It's about what you, it's about the experience you create for your clients. Because again, so if this is a, we kind of wanted to go into this as, as um, money management, right? So what yeah. is the cost of doing business? The investment, if the investment and it's investment and it's return on investment, but it's what is that return on investment? If the return on investment isn't a commission check that is evidence of you completing a task. That's not, that's not something that's going to necessarily grow your business. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the further, the, the shorter minded your mindset, the, the shorter your vision, the higher your operational costs are going to be because. Oh, wow. Hold on. You just blew my mind with that observation. <laughs> Cause it's totally, yeah, keep going. You know, you interrupted me. I don't know. What you're saying. No, 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 no. So no, but that, but it's so true because you're reinventing the wheel every single time because you have to, because you have you're, you're, to you're jumping, you're, you're chasing transaction after transaction, trans transaction. And because you're not investing in the client experience, you're not in setting yourself for success with repeat and referral business, repeat and referral business and creating that long-term nurture machine for your prospects that you haven't right. already, uh, that you're not right. doing business with yet. And yeah. having that long-term mindset, which we talked about in previous podcasts is having a CRM, having nurturing right. systems, having automation systems. You take all of that and you have a certain amount of fixed costs and then you have your investment costs. But the most important part of that is how do you get a return on that? And your return on that is not transactional. Your return on that is the experience that you deliver to your customers so that you increase the lifetime value of that client. And the lifetime value of that client is not just them doing business with mm -hmm. you again. It's them telling everybody that they know that they had the most experience, the most unbelievable experience with you that they could possibly have. And this I goes to. Or fountain concept. I have a, that we were talking about. I have a broker in Chino who, in a seven or eight month period, got six referrals from one past client. Right. So th that how what, how much would you invest in that? So right. now think about this. Would you inv Would you go in the hole? Would you go negative and not get a commission check to close that transaction for that client? If, if the if the opportunity presented itself to you. So if you were like, oh, man, this thing went sideways, something went wrong. Um, I'm going to have to give up my commission to get this person into that house. 
and then that person goes and refers six people to you, you just made an investment in the experience that you deliver to the right. consumer. Okay, so all this feels really great, but I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of uh, someone who maybe has lost their way or they feel like they're not making enough money and they're under financial stress, like they need every dollar of their commission check. They they get the concept, right? Like you, you pour love into people and you're going to get more business, but it doesn't like... You can you can sort of right brain emotionally you know uh, assent to it, but your left brain's like I got a PNL. So now with that person in mind, we're sitting in front of a tool like Client Giant, and we're trying to make a decision. So um, how would you make the decision to spend? Give me give me an idea. Like what is what is the basic package for Client Giant cost? I think six ninety nine, and it goes all the way up to two thousand. Okay, so let's assume someone's like, uh, you know what, seven hundred bucks out of my commission check. Um, so you're 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 this person I just described. You're looking at client giant. How do you make that decision, especially if you're feeling financially strapped? I would I would just say that um, you it's what was it? Einstein says you can't continue to do the same things you've always done and expect different <laughs> results. If you're in a position where you're stressed about investing in the client experience then you're thinking about your business wrong. You won't get out of that loop. That's a feedback loop. That's a mental feedback loop that you're convincing yourself that I need this next paycheck. That's somebody that needs some some uh, some help with uh, growing a business. No, but even, even going back, because I, so I do a lot of office presentations or local boards. I meet a lot of new agents who always say, Ricardo, um, here's this great website. I want to sign up for this website. I almost always tell everybody now, four years ago, I tell you, yep, you absolutely need a website. Today, my perspective has kind of changed. There's a lot of other things you can, yeah, you need a website, but I guess what I go out and I tell people, and Scott, you've said this a lot, is um, get everything that you can out of, get everything you can out of what you've already got. So I'm a proponent of using Mm -hmm. stuff that's member benefit through the MLS and I'm a huge proponent of using stuff that's quote unquote member benefit and being provided by your broker before you go and spend money on anything else. And there's a lot of technology that both the MLS provides for free and that your brokerage provides for free. And, you know, where a lot of people get stuck is, well, I don't want to use the tools my broker provides because um, I don't want them to keep my data. Like I have the same problem uh, with some of the reps o- o- over at our sister company they don't want to use uh, a CRM because they don't want the company to have their data. What they don't know is that when somebody opens or runs title, the company already has that data. Whether you put it into the CRM or not, the company already has that data. It's a scarcity mindset. It's a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Uh, again, going back, it's it's just use the tools that are accessible to you before you chase down investing in a technology because you think that's going to grow your business. So that's I really love what you said there about you know uh, using every getting everything you can out of everything you got. You know, I've I've been in that place many times where I had that scarcity mindset, and you're right, Scott. It is it's a vicious loop. Like it's hard to get out of it and it's a feedback loop and it amplifies in your head over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ricardo and I have, uh, and I'm sure you two both have sat down with plenty of people who are clearly in the throes of that feeling pain. And it's like, okay, you need to have a mindset shift from, Oh my goodness. You know, I don't have any money. The business isn't, my pipeline is like, it is not full. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, all that. You have to shift your mindset to a, an abundance mindset. And 
to Ricardo's point, one way you can do that is by stepping back, looking at everything you've built so far and saying, how much of this do I actually really need? Right. So, uh, you know, you feel like I have no money. And this, this is, this is even in personal lives. I'm sure you guys have seen this. I've Scott, you've seen this a bunch with doing mortgage application, loan applications. People are like, I'm broke. I have no money. I need to make more money. And then you step back with them and you're like, you're like spending all of this money over here and you're getting almost no, like, how's that gym membership treating you is a classic example. Well, yeah, you, well, Ricardo, when I do these classes and, and, and a lot of times we'll just say, raise your hand if you're pay, if something's hitting your credit card every month that you haven't logged into <laughs> in the last six months and hands always go up and we're like, cool, cancel that. You just paid for this class and some. Right. Now take that money and take that money and put it somewhere else. It, it's it's amazing. I mean, entrepreneurs are dreamers, and it's amazing how much we will pay for false hope. You know, it's oh, how much yeah. we'll invest for into a dream mm-hmm. when you it's it's not about that. Money is a byproduct of you doing an amazing job and bringing something good into the world and creating something for your client. It's a, it's a, it's evidence of you doing a good job. It's not, um, it's not what your goal is, right? Your goal should be, I want to help these people. I want to create this experience. I want them to have the dream of home ownership. If that's where you're focused, you look at the single most successful people and they create an experience for their consumer, for their client, that 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 client then goes and talks about and tells everybody about. If you just got somebody into a home, Mm -hmm. they would not refer six people to you. It's how you got them into a home. It's how you got them into a mortgage that that's where you invest your money. You invest your money in the client experience because the return on that is so many times over. I, I think that's underrated and it's something that's rarely talked about. Or when it's talked about, it's just talked about kind of passively. Well, because it's it's a little bit cheesy. It's that whole, you got to have a mindset and, and all that kind of thing. <laughs> Think you like, grow rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it but it's so true. I mean, it's... it's um, you know what? It also has, we brought stuff in a different way. Um, who do you surround yourself with? Yeah. You know, who's your mentor? Who are you talking to about your business? Are you hanging out with a bunch of people that are always buying the latest and greatest thing and that aren't successful? Or are you talking to people that have, are, are you going to somebody and saying, Hey, you seem to have a really successful business. Talk to me about what you, what your systems are. How do you invest in your client? How do you structure your business? Um, I think a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of, I know myself, at least my personal experience is, the when I was the struggling the most and spending the most, it was when I was inside my own head and I was and I thought I was the only one that can do this and I have to do everything. And and it was until you let go and you kind of pull back and you start talking to other people that are saying, no, no, that stuff's really not as important as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the best thing Mike, our, our, uh, one of my coaches says is you're not nearly as important as you think you are. Step back, put together the system, start focusing on on the client experience and the consumer experience. And it's never about you. It's always about the consumer. It's always about the client experience because that's where you're going to make most of your money. 
It, and and are you spending money or are you investing in your business? That, that's how you should that's look at it. That's a really, really big difference in perspective. Let's really define that because I want someone to walk out of this podcast with a clear, uh, uh, clear matrix to be able to say, am I spending or am I, I investing? So what are some signs of spends versus what are signs of investments? Okay, so I'm going to spend money on Facebook ads. Or am I investing in building a long-term database that I can then nurture and get more business from it in the, in the future? I think a lot of people do short-term activities and spend money on short-term activities without recognizing what the investment is in the future. We get told time and time again, at least I do, I've ran ads before, they didn't work. Yeah. And it's again, we talked about it, you're looking at it like you expected it to deliver an instant commission check. You didn't think about the work and the long-term nurture that goes into it. We had a client, he signed up for Boomtown, used it for six months, canceled it. Signed up for Commissions Inc., used it for six months, canceled it. Signed up for system after system after system, says, I got about 3,000 leads, but they're not any good. I'm like, no, dude, they're all the exact same system. There's actually gold in that database. There's money in that database. You just never bothered to nurture it. So, so... Going back to our podcast on expectations, one thing in the decision matrix that distinguishes between a spend and an investment is a spend is predicated on unrealistic expectations. An investment has clear expectations um, and you know where it fits into something Scott had said earlier. It, it amplifies uh, it automates or it amplifies something you're currently doing. So you, you know the role it's supposed to play mm -hmm. very clearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and you're going to have spend in a business. You're going to have overhead. You're going to have fixed costs that are just the cost of doing business. So that's your foundation. That's your, that's your, right. That's your foundation. You, you take that, you know, that every single deal you do is going to help cover mm -hmm. that. Then you've got profit. And then that comes to, am I taking every single paycheck and, going out with my friends and buying a bunch of toys or do I have a, do I, am I investing that back into my business in order to create a better experience or create more automation or invest in tools or, or tactics or strategy or, or hire better people so that then you can, so, so that then in the long run, um, not in the in the long run, but just further out than than a transactional mindset to a um, to an experiential. I'm building a business mindset, and so you have to always be reinvesting part of that revenue back into your business to create a better experience. And sometimes it's investing it into your past clients. Right? How do I invest in my past clients so I can get more of those referrals? Again, so many people don't understand the absolute gold mine. How many, how many old school agents do you know that just don't prospect anymore? Their yeah. entire business is just repeat and referral business. Yeah. Right. And, and it's like, but they've been in business, uh, for 10, 15, 20 years in the same place. And they're just going out there Joe, and Joe Stepanenko. Yeah, there's there's a well, and even uh, Edie. Well, she she yeah. works pretty hard still, but yeah. a lot of that business, um, people just plug away, plug away, and and they and 
Well, that was funny because Joe told us this. Joe told us this story because that's exactly how her business is. She's been successful for a very long time, um, and she was sending out these newsletters, and she thought nobody was paying attention to them, and so she stopped. Uh, so she them. stopped doing it. She started getting phone calls and emails, <laughs> and and they were people were disappointed that they didn't hear from her. They're like, "Is everything okay? I missed your newsletter." <laughs> and and but she was reinvesting into maintaining those relationships. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. still here. Here's a even if it's a freaking recipe card you know people downplay that stuff but it's a touch so i think when you're talking about when you're talking about investing there's a couple of things there's there's uh you know what's your cost per acquisition so what is your total expenses uh divided by the number of of transactions that you're doing how much does it cost you before you even get a client. So what's all of your overhead? Maybe it's $600, right? So you've got to look at that. And you talk about doing a P&L, you absolutely have to do the math on this, on your business model. And if you're spending, if, if you're automatically going into every single transaction, I need a minimum of five transactions a month. And um, each one of those transactions costs me $1,000 a month uh, because of my overhead and my operations before I even do any additional marketing. You probably need to take another look at what how you're running your business because your foundational cost per acquisition is already too high. So putting additional, and it depends on what marketplace you're in too. So you, you, you bring up a really good point. We're kind of talking about mindset. We're talking about some of this stuff, but you need to know your PL. You have to know your numbers. You have to know how much you're spending. You have to know what your what just your base foundational operational costs are. Let, let, let's itemize some of those real quick. So you got rent, you've got uh, whatever licensing fees. Yeah. You've got your insurances. Yep. Um, if you employ anyone, you have payroll. You have employees. Yeah. Yeah. You've got your payroll and all that goes into that. Um, you, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm right now. I'm just going through my, my all, of your, all, all of your uh, all of your software systems, right? Everything technology. that runs your uh, the technology that runs your business. Your your see you. Can, that's where you can minimize a lot of that if you use stuff that's member benefit. If you exactly, and if you're not investing things that are per, that are promising, you know, false hope. Right. If you're not, yeah. You're if if you're you're truly looking at it. What's the bare minimum that I need in order to run my business. And then you start reinvesting. And when you're reinvesting that money into your business, reinvest that money into the client experience so that you're generating more so that you're getting more from that long-term. It's really that vision It's having that vision, having that, what is my, if I do this today, what does my business look like in three, three years from today? Yeah. So move some of that money around your PL, right? So for example, if your PL is really heavy on the software side, you know, um, you, you're spending thousands of dollars a month on various tools. That's a place where to Ricardo's point, you can comb through it and maybe, uh, change up those tools and shift it to your point, Scott, to client experience, or let's talk about a common line item on many real estate agents, PL. The BMW 7 Series. <laughs> I was just, just going to bring that up. Where are you spending your personal? How much money do you need a, a month to maintain the appearance that you're successful? Yeah. And is is that, you know, th- this, this, is a, this is right here, a difference between spend versus investment. And a lot of us get into our heads, well, you know, I could get a suit off the rack, 
But a custom suit helps me stand out or the car is the bigger one, right? Like I could drive a nice GMC, but I really need a BMW to showcase to clients that I'm, you know, to signal, right? It's signaling. It's like, but you know what? I think that was way more important 25 years ago than it is today. I don't know that necessarily, I mean, it's going to depend on your market and who your market is, but I don't think the generations today care about all that stuff. I think they see through the superficiality of, of, of the appearance. I don't think they, I mean, I'm not in that, that I'm not necessarily in that demographic, but when I see somebody that has flashy clothes and a big gold watch and a big car i'm like holy crap who paid for all of that stuff am i split am i expected to pay for all of that stuff yeah that's a good observation i'd rather just i mean most of us most of us aren't impressed by that stuff anymore it's just like listen are you a good guy or not are you a good person do you care about me let's have a conversation here it it, they don't care about whether you look flashy i mean i think that's you gotta look put together Yes. You know, you can't go in there looking like me. <laughs> <laughs> All casual. Um, you know, I, you got to look put together. Yes. Your car should be clean. It should be comfortable if you're driving clients around. Yes. Right but now it's probably more important that you have a Prius than a, than a, uh, than a Mercedes. <laughs> so somebody I mean, cares about the environment. <laughs> yeah. You know? Depending. Yeah. You know, but like signaling, sig- if, if your, if your quote unquote investment in your business is primarily dedicated to signaling, that's probably not the highest and best use of your dollar. And mm-hmm. so the question is, it's expensive to, yeah, to maintain that illusion. To your point, it's like uh, really one way that you can kind of comb through your PL, you have like the category of necessity. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, probably you have to pay rent and, you know, uh, your insurances and whatever. Although, even in the case of rent now with things like WeWork, maybe you can figure out a better solution than what you've got currently have. Um, I wouldn't go anywhere near WeWork. Well, <laughs> WeWork we might be a bad example given, the, given what's going on with them. But there are plenty of co-working spaces which are nice and cheaper than, um, than you know, like a Regis, you know, for example, or something. Spaces. Yeah, spaces. There are plenty of them versus taking on the overhead of an office. But but what I'm saying is uh, you got your necessity. Then you got the other category of, you know, investment in clients. And it's like, okay, what percentage of your monthly outgo uh, of your monthly expenses is going to things like that seven series? And if it's, you know, if you're looking at it, you're like, actually, given how much a seven series is costing me, it's right around 25, 30%. It's like, really, it shouldn't be that high. Like what, what, what could you do if you freed up 10% of that and invested in something like client giant, how like relatively the impact, what would it make mm-hmm. on your business? Well, and, and what this also comes to is being realistic with yourself on where you are at in your business. So if you're just starting off, you don't need to be flashy. You're not going to fake it till you make it. it doesn't work in the, in the, in the world of, of communication that we have today. It's, it's not impressing anybody. If you're starting your business, don't go out there and necessarily be a renegade if you don't have an MBA and you don't know how to run a PL and all of that stuff. Join a team until you build your business and you learn from somebody else. It, it you you have to be realistic with yourself 
as, as, as well. And that is also investing in your future by sharing costs with somebody else. And to Ricardo's point, are you in a situation where um, you have benefits of being on a team or of joining a particular MLS or an association? Um, do they provide benefits that um, they're able to do they're, they're able to do collective bargaining and reduce the price as right. though if I were to have to go out there and invest in all that stuff individually and 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 that stuff is really really important and if you do that um, and we talked about this in another podcast a lot of times there's great support communities around those benefits mm-hmm. because everybody's using them so you can use them more efficiently so the money that you are spending on it you're leveraging to get a higher return on that investment. Yeah. So I actually have a client. Um, I'm going to push back a little bit on the unimportance of flash. I have a client who I was talking to last week. He came in, he does, he does deals up in Beverly Hills. And uh, he said, you know, a couple of my clients were talking to me and they said, it's time for you to invest in a nice watch. And I'm like, really? Why? <laughs> and he said, well, you know, Dustin, honestly, the places I go, one of the first things they do is they take a look at their w- watch on your wrist. And then your shoes. And then, yeah, and then your shoes. But we were talking about the watches in this case. And he said, you know, they can identify a fake from a real thing. Yeah. And it matters to them. Now, the, the takeaway I drew from that was your clients will give you the feedback and tell you when you maybe need to up your spend on the flash. They'll tell you, hey, you know, like maybe it's time for a watch or, you know, they'll tell you, hey, you know, you had great service. But honestly, I almost didn't hire you because when you showed up, uh, your suit was like hanging off of you like a tent. Right. Barnum and Bailey wore it better. Timex don't cut it here, chief. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, but and, and, and I don't know about, you know, what you guys have seen out there, but in my experience, that rings true. Like our clients start signaling to us when it's time to up our, our financial spend on something well, that creates a you know and that's certain markets yeah image and that's yeah. also knowing your client that's right. knowing your client and it's because that is specifically creating a customer experience that customer it's aesthetics are important to that customer they need to know that you're successful they they see themselves as having a certain level of success and right. they don't want to work with somebody who doesn't have that level of success so that's knowing your client and that's all about crafting your client experience if you're dealing with if you're going online leads and you're dealing with millennials and you show up in a three piece suit and a and a you know twenty thousand dollar Rolex, they're going to be like, "Well, that's not what I was expecting. How did you pay for all that stuff?" Right. What's my commission? <laughs> yeah. So 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 it's knowing it's it's knowing the client, and then you say, "Okay, well, to list your house, it's going to be six percent." They're going to be. Okay, I see why. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> you know, so it really is just it's knowing your consumer, and it's it's not one size fits all. It's it's part of the customer experience, determining who you're doing business with, what their expectations are, and don't try to trick people into stuff. They care more about character than they do about and about anything else. I, I had another client, so so that's so. We, we just talked about an example of a, of a client who needed to spend more because, you know, he needed to up his flash game. I had another client, though, going back to the poverty versus scarcity mindset, um, who came to me. And, you know, we tried to roll out some, Ricardo and I um, recommended some tools, and Ricardo was helping him roll out some tools. Um, and uh, he just kept, like, he just was totally mired in the scarcity mindset, 100%. 
And every time I would talk to him about what was going on with him, he'd say, you know, he's a lone, he's a lone guy. Honestly, does it's just all about rates, just all about rates, just all about rates. I can't compete on the rates. So finally, I said to him, you know what? Stop spending money on all the marketing stuff because you don't believe in your own product. Like you need to go to a place where you feel like you have the best rates. And he finally, after all this time, just this week, made a move to a company that has the lowest rates that he can possibly get into uh, for the market he's serving. Um, and now he feels like, you know, like now he's starting to get into the abundance mindset. Um, he got out of that scarcity loop because he took in, you know, when he was looking at his ad spend and part, part of part of it, too, by the way, to tie this into the money side, he wasn't bringing in enough loan business to justify any of his spends because he didn't have confidence that once he got the business in, he could keep it. So like understanding that part, like sometimes it's not about the spend. Sometimes it's about the fact that you're doing all, you're spending all this money, but you don't believe in the outcome. So you need to stop spending the money until you've got a clear outcome that you can believe in. Well, also if you're worried about something like that, you're, you're, customer is somebody that only cares about numbers if you're not bringing more value to the transaction you can have if you think it's all about rates then you think that there's absolutely zero value in in who you are or your experience or your ability to help that person make the right decision based on your experience right. and it has the same thing to do with discount real estate agents you see a lot of real estate agents that say i'm going to do one percent or i'm going to do you know i'm going to give this much back and that's great. And that's good in a certain situation. Um, and it's good in every situation if you also bring more to the table. But again, it's that scarcity mindset where you, you are assuming that that is the single most important thing to the consumer. The consumer wants a good deal, but they also want to get the deal done. And they also want to feel like they made the right decision by working with you. And somebody who's only worried about rates they're not going to get any repeat and referral business from that client right. because there is always a lower rate or, the, or let's put it this way. There's always a lower rate advertised. Right. <laughs> and there's always somebody who's in a call center somewhere that's willing to say, Oh yeah, we can give you a lower rate until they get to the closing table. So <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, or it's too late to. Yeah. I mean, that kind of veered off onto a, that veered off into a different, into a different topic, but, um, I, I kind of want to still root this in, in where I think you wanted to go with this is, is know your numbers, mm -hmm. know, know your numbers, um, know your customer, know what the expectations of your customer is, and then um, be mindful of what you're investing in specifically. Are you investing in, uh, are you investing in the long-term success of your business? Does uh, this product save me time or make me money? Yeah. Yeah. And then being as efficient as being as, as, as efficient as you possibly can on your, on your, your operational expenses and investing as much as you can to get more out of what you've got, which is a client, a past set, a satisfied client. And how much are you getting out of that satisfied client is, is going to be determined by the, the amount of investment. And it's not monetary investment. It's, it's emotional investment. It's the experiential investment that you make into that, make into that client. Everything you, every dollar you put in, you should know how many dollars you're going to get out. And you should be able to tie it directly to that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a fantastic way to wrap it up, I think. Um, so if you are somebody who's listening to this episode and you are feeling like maybe you're stuck in the scarcity mindset and don't, 
Like you can conceive the prosperity mindset, but you just, you don't know how to get there realistically from where you are. Or if you're somebody who's listening to this podcast and you've done this, you've combed through PLs, you've made decisions, you've made cuts, you've realized how you kind of bought into whatever, you know, the get rich quick stuff was in the industry uh, and you spent the money on it and realized, you know what, I needed to cut that and I needed to invest in things that mattered long-term, right? To bring value into the world, uh, not just put money in your pocket. We would love to hear your stories. Um, so check Even out. Even if you think we're completely wrong, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. If, if you think we're completely wrong, absolutely weigh in. Check out the show notes to see where the community conversations are happening. We will meet you there and um, talk some more. Until next time, this has been the Marketing Trench Podcast. Yeah.